Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Hello Melissa. <laughs> Hello. What's your name again? Doug Shaw. <laughs> I was going to say We're Darryl. back again <laughs> with the Whiskey After Work podcast, brought to you by Brain Train Centers, mm-hmm. Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors, mm-hmm. and Keystone Realty Group. Beautiful. Yeah. Right now, they're the only ones giving us any money, so I better tell us <laughs> who is sponsoring it. I'm going to start out by letting everybody know that the opinions expressed by us on this podcast are strictly by the person saying the words, nobody else, no businesses, no anything else. Mm -hmm. If you are very easily offended, probably move on. Stop and pause. Stop and pause. All right. So we have with us today a guest from Capital City Bank. Capital City. Capital City Home Loans. Capital City Home Loans. There's a bank next door to it, isn't there? There is. This is Brian Borders, a good friend of ours. Probably the best mortgage guy I know. I like to think so. Mm -hmm. You only know one? (laughs) (laughs) No, I refer refer you to a lot of people. It's it's good to have people you can trust. True. So uh, Brian is, uh, like I said, a longtime friend of ours. he meets with us on Wednesday mornings. He's on my board of directors. I think he's on yours too, Melissa. Yes. He's given me some of the best advice, especially about my speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And to all yeah. those who grumbled at me, I think we've got the uh, microphone situation figured out this episode and uh, hopefully it won't, you know, Melissa won't be the only one you can hear. Mm-hmm. I know how to podcast. <laughs> You've done a few. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to touch on a little bit about Brian, um, born in Ferguson, Missouri. I've never heard of that town before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, moved to East Cobb in the sixth grade, graduated from Wheeler High School and then Samford. That is not with an N, that is with an M. Samford University, that's in Alabama, correct? That is in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good little, uh, good little college over there. He's a licensed pilot. Ooh, yes. I didn't know that. Multi-engine, single-engine? Single-engine, but it's not current because I haven't I haven't flown in, in okay. a while. Okay. But I do have my license. Up. Okay. And uh, for some reason, there's nothing else about him but that he started into mortgages in 2014 with Tristone Financial. And he's been with Capital City since the end of 2021. And I tried to get his wife to send some more interesting facts about him, and she said there is nothing <laughs> interesting about Brian. <laughs> That's true. And so we'll um, we up. know nothing else about him. <laughs> so with that, I'll let Brian introduce himself oh, a little gosh. bit. Yeah, no, there's actually, we'll get to it in a little bit, a, a good, good, very interesting story about how I, how I met my wife. Ooh. Um, and... Uh, how I my first marriage and all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I started in mortgages, uh, 2014. Um, I had some uh, who would I, I would say now are really good friends of mine that took me under their wing. Uh, it was with Tristone Financial, and they just showed me the ropes and all of the rules in 2015 changed. So it was a good time for me to jump in. Uh, 
so that was that was great to learn from them. So for seven years, I worked with them and then uh, got the opportunity to jump over here to Capital City Home Loans, which has a few more products um, and some good people over there as well. So that's uh, that's why I made the move. Nice. How long, you, how long have you been there? Uh, so in September of 21. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yep. So yeah, so I've got some friends over there too. Yes. Um, well, and besides you, <laughs> you guys got that nice new office, and we do. We got like the whole hospitality thing set up, yeah. and uh, it's nice to have a mortgage company where you can go have a cocktail after work once in a while and uh, meet the folks that can help you get some business. Smart. I will say, I will say, the mortgage side is a lot more fun than the bank side, which mm-hmm. is next door to us. That yes. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. But we are located right here on the square, or right off the square, our office. Yeah. So we're, we got an office with. Capital City Home Loans, and then Capital City Bank is attached to us. Because technically, ta- Capital City Bank owns 51% of Capital City Home Loans, but we do operate separately. Okay. Very cool. So, Square of Marietta, by the way. Yes, Marietta yes. Square. We record right across Forgot the street. The down. historic. I know, i got to think national, not just local. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's people that find us uninteresting all the way across the country. There we go, <laughs> yeah. yes. And we do operate in eight states. Nice. nice. Okay. Yeah, all good. in the southeast. Very nice. Yeah, so if you're listening across the country or right here in Georgia, um, find us on Spotify, follow, and uh, listen to us. And we are getting very close. Let's, uh, I'll take a peek here. I think it updated at 3 o'clock, but uh, I think the last I looked, we had 43 followers and 70-some um, individual listeners. We need 50 followers and a hundred listeners to move to our next uh, next step up on Spotify. Nice, um, We're getting there. This so is only I, our third one. Yeah, I still stand by it. If um, if you if you follow us on Spotify, send me an email at whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we will do a drawing after we hit fifty followers, and I will award to the first twenty one year old. A bottle of Heaven's Door uh, straight bourbon whiskey. It's the whiskey we drank on the first episode. Yum. So. I'm going to win that. We are getting very close. <clears throat> so you, you wanna win, you're not allowed to win it. <laughs> Dang it. I so, think you're supposed to give it away. I think Kristen, Kristen could win it and share it with me. Yeah, so we have. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. I think uh, I think this week we'll, we'll hit those numbers, probably surpass them, I would hope. When people find out Brian's on, there's going to be a lot of listeners. Duh. Of course. Yeah, I mean, of course. He's pretty famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what mortgage guy would it be? <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about you, man. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, born and raised in Ferguson, um, went to if anybody's from Ferguson that's listening to this, went to Griffith Elementary School up there. Um, obviously, Ferguson's been in the news in the last 10 years or so mm-hmm. um, for some not-so-good reasons. It really, it was basically the same when I grew up there as it is now. I have gone back a few times. It's it's a very blue-collar area. Uh, moved down here. It was a big, big change moving from St. Louis to Atlanta, especially East Cobb. is just very different. <laughs> um Went to Wheeler High School and graduated and jumped over to Sanford and graduated there. Um, I was effectively done in three and a half years. Um, went right into a family business. Uh, worked there for about 18 years. Uh, left there after I was doing accounting and HR and, I mean, you name it, family business. You just do it, kind of do everything. Left yeah. there in uh, 2014. Uh, but prior to that, my first wife, I got married in 2001. Um, we had two girls. Uh and uh, my first wife actually 
was diagnosed with cancer in 2011. Mm. Um, in November of 2011, or October of 2011, she had her first surgery uh, in November of 2011. And so, you know, there's certain things that like are burned into your memory about. Mm-hmm. I remember being in her, that hotel, or the hotel, the hospital room. And I remember the nurse discharging her and what she looked like. And we talked about her and all that kind of stuff. And um, two years later, she passed in 2013. Mm. So we're coming up on 10 years this year. Yeah. Um, had a couple of years there where it was just me and the two girls. Wow. Um, at that time, it was a kindergarten or they were what? Uh, fourth and second grade. Mm. So nine and seven. Uh, learned a lot about girls. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Uh, and then I met my now wife on Match.com oh. in 2016, and we were married in 2017. She has two daughters, so together we've oh. got four daughters, blended family, awesome. but we just consider them all, all four of them ours. Uh, come to find out, I had to have a back surgery in 2018, and uh, my wife now is a uh, nurse practitioner in gynecological oncology, and so my first wife had a gynecological cancer. Mm. I went for this back surgery consult and went and got my first wife's medical records because as I was talking to my wife now, like, I, th- I think you were the one that discharged us. Whoa. She's like, no, 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 no. That, that wasn't me. It was somebody else. I pulled the records. There's her signature. She <gasps> actually discharged. She was the one we were talking about that I remember. Yeah. So she discharged my wife from the hospital from that first one in 2011. We met then in 2016. Never knew it. Never knowing that. Yeah. Um, and then, so now here we are wow. coming up on six years of marriage in a couple months or a couple weeks. Nice. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That is a crazy. Yeah. Life. Huh. So how old are the kids now? Oh my gosh. So four daughters. We got 19. She's a freshman at Alabama at the University of Alabama. Um, got a junior at Harrison, a, a, an eighth grader at Lost Mountain and a fifth grader at Vaughn Elementary. Mm. So we've got all the all four of them covered right now. Yeah. Four. Oh boy. <laughs> got two and they drove. Yeah. Me. So I yeah. can't imagine four. No, seriously. Don't. No. I, oh, I can't. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Those days are long past. Oh man. Um, how do you find time to golf with four kids? I don't. No. <laughs> oh bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> now I get out, I get out. I don't know. I, before my back surgery, I had I would play a good bit of golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, I don't know, three or four times a year, maybe five times a year tops. So it's, uh, I went from really enjoying the competition to just more enjoying, uh, being out there and having fun and doing it. So and not having four kids screaming <laughs> at you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just the peace, right? No, I wouldn't change. I would not change having four daughters. I will say that. Yeah. So yeah, cool. they keep me on my toes. So That's what awesome. did you do before the mortgage business? Family business. I did, like I said, accounting and all that kind of stuff. That's boring. I know. It is boring. Wait, what was the family business? We made envelope boxes. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> really? I've yeah, really thought oh about making gosh. envelope boxes. What actually, in it's the so world? that so that company actually started in like 1969 with my grandfather. Wow! Like and my dad. that you package mm-hmm. envelopes in to sell. Yes. Stop it. Which well, they're no longer business. So really, yeah. Wow. So yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to sell something. That's yeah. right. It's like the whole, you ever see the movie Cocktail? No. Or the, wor- the world needs ditch diggers too? Yeah, the world needs ditch Yeah, <laughs> Caddyshack. <laughs> Who doesn't like Caddyshack? Where did that shot go? Right in the lumberyard. <laughs> um, big week next week. Master's week? Yeah, and you won't be anywhere near here. Nope. 
Where are you going? Why? Oh, we'll have spring break. Oh, that's right. It is spring break next okay. week. So yeah. you'll be dealing with the kids. Yeah. You'll be at the beach. And yep. cross my fingers. I think I'll I'm be jealous. down Tuesday. Are you going? Did yeah, you tell? Yeah. I'll, I'll find out for sure tonight, but I'm pretty sure I'm going Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, nothing fancy this year. No Berkmans or anything like that. But yeah. Any time spent there is awesome. It's different every year, too, because they always change stuff. They're making stuff longer mm. and... Uh, you know, adding stuff all the time, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool place. There's man. just something about walking out there the first time and seeing the actual grounds. It's breathtaking. Hmm. Uh, I've I've been really fortunate. I've been over 20 times, and <clears throat> but what was really cool was I used to do business with Augusta National, and worked with the chef that was there and and helped them do their etons and uniforms and that that they use during master's week chef coats and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so i got to spend some time in the clubhouse and around the course in that when there's nobody out there and you know anytime you go during the masters there's you know eighty thousand, hundred thousand people there any given day and to be out there and see it with no bleachers or anything else and actually in uh, 2021 i got to go um when they had the very limited amount of people and got the you know there was maybe 15, 20% of what you would normally have there. And they had no bleachers or anything because of COVID. Mm. So you could actually walk the course from the first tee to the 18th hole without any kind of encumbrance or having to walk around anything. And it was the first tournament back from having, you know, having uh, spectators from, you know, since mm. because of COVID. And the players were walking along talking to you on tournament days. Oh, cool. They were, yeah, they were so happy to have everybody back. It was a really neat experience. Don't think, you know, hopefully I'll never experience anything like that again (laughs) because I don't ever want to go through that crap again. But it's a neat place, and you've been a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, so what else? What else do you, you, you I know you golf. I know you're a good (laughs) golfer, and I know that I'm not going to let you take any money from me, but. Maybe. Anything else? Um, I did get my pilot's license. That's what what's always saying that once uh, if once you're a pilot, you got to tell everybody you're a pilot, something mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like being a vegetarian or a yeah, lesbian, you tell <laughs> <laughs> or 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 like burn boot camp or CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah if you do CrossFit, yeah. do you, or is it really if you don't tell anybody? Is yeah, it, it's does not it real. really happen? No, uh, no. So that was that's always been a passion of mine since I was little was to do that. And so I I got my license, um, and then 2008 came around and uh just kind of gave that up and where'd so you get where'd you get your right at mccullum at? nice at um, superior flight school oh who who was your instructor so my instructor was eric shivey who uh was a young guy who had uh he'd gone to harrison high school uh went to i guess it's middle whatever the one down in eastman is uh-huh. um and he then he went into the marines okay. so he's a pilot in the marines yeah so um you know joe and bob were the two owners and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately bob passed away last year cancer mm. Um, again, you know, I'm a movie guy. So, um, if you've ever seen made in America mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise, another time, I mean, I guess I'm just yeah. throwing out Tom Cruise movies today, but, um, when they introduce the snowbirds and they're introducing each pilot, they say their name and where they're from and what they do. And then they go, and this is Bob. And we don't know where Bob came from. <laughs> and that was the only time Bob was in the movie, <laughs> but it was because they were using his airplanes and using McCollum airport to film yeah. a lot of mm. it. And so they, they put him in there, but, uh, That's they called funny. him the Raven. Uh, my daughter took some flight lessons from him. Super. He was a super cool guy. Uh, big bourbon guy loved, uh, angels envy. 
That was if, if you finished a bottle of Angel's Envy with him, you had to autograph the bottle and it sat on shelves behind his desk. And, oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so a uh, real neat guy. I met him uh, through uh, Alton Brown. He yep. was the he was their uh, Alton Brown's pilot and instructor. So hmm. uh, I want to say he got his about a year or so after me. Yeah, he had I think he had a Mooney or something up here. He had a pretty nice plane yeah. for a while. So, um, so what about the mortgage business? Uh, it's it's wait, <laughs> it's not fun. Wait, Nothing interesting can we, going on. can we can we just have some of that before we talk about wait, mortgage? You want to talk about liquor? you want to talk about the liquor yes. first, or you want to talk about the mortgages? Yeah, you I might need the liquor before oh, the mortgages. That's right? what yeah, that's I'm right. saying. Right. Let's do that. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> so you know, this is a whiskey podcast, but yeah. sometimes we're going to bring other things, and I think this is not a whiskey today. So this is Richland Rum. Yeah. It is Georgia's only rum distillery, mm-hmm. uh, based out of Richland, Georgia, which is south of Columbus and north of Albany, somewhere oh. in between there. Okay, uh, they've got another distillery in Brunswick. So my wife and I had gone over New Year's and done the distillery tour. Very, very interesting, fascinating. Learning how they do it. Um, I guess ninety-seven percent of rum makers use molasses to make their rum. Okay, they use actually the sugar from the sugar cane for this mm. uh it it darn near tastes like a bourbon doesn't yeah. burn like a bourbon but yeah. it tastes like a bourbon i'm excited I so i believe you <laughs> well try it and let's see was this your favorite one on your tour it, it, it's that yeah yeah the we did buy another one that's supposed to be good with eggnog oh, so we'll try that around yum. christmas time but, yeah uh, yeah yeah if you smell it it's going to smell like alcohol but when you taste it the burn yeah, is not oh there. God, yeah, there's definitely a nose of alcohol in that. You gotta pour it. You want some? Yeah, okay. not as much as that Three guy fingers. over there. You can still smell it sweet. Yeah, that's good. Oh gosh, you gave me more than him. You can handle that. <laughs> you can. Handle I'll drink it. some more to catch up. Don't worry about <laughs> okay, it. Okay, good. Tell us more about it. Anything else about it? What did you learn at the dist? I want to learn more. Oh my gosh, learn about! I, I wish they had, we had a person in here that could do it. Uh, they give it a little bit more gravitas or whatever. But yeah. uh, no, that it's uh, you know they're obviously distilling it just like into a kettle and all okay. that kind of stuff, and they're measuring the alcohol. But the fact that they're doing it not from the molasses and from the sugar cane, yeah, um, or from the sugar from the sugar cane, it's a much cleaner, uh, more flavorful. So it tastes more like a bourbon, and it looks lighter. Yeah. How how long was that in the barrel? Does it say? So as I was told at the distillery, they leave it in the barrel only for the flavor. They don't do it for the color. So the mm. color doesn't matter to them. They care more about the flavor. So you know how long it was sitting? How long do they age it? Does it say? It was distilled on two sixteen, and I bought it in twenty twenty three. Because, and the reason I ask is you can definitely taste. The oak from the barrel. Can you? Oh, I love the oaks. Any more? I will in a minute. Mm. I only wish we could smoke cigars in here. Oh, that'd be great. Branded. That probably is Probably kick our ass. The wolves would be coughing. It would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> that is really good. That's smooth. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. yeah it's got, it burns a little at the end. Tiny a little bit. down the throat, but... Um, but not as much taste, as a bourbon or a whiskey. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. Taste the oak. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Like caramely. Sweet, but it does. You're yes. right. It's it. It's not like a regular molasses yeah. rum. And I do. I love some good rum. I mean, Havana Club Seven Year is the Cuban rum. Oh, mm. Jesus, so good. But this is, uh, yeah, this is a sipper. So and they I do like rum better than whiskey. They do. Uh, I believe they're in oak barrels when they're doing that. So 
I mean, you can go to richlandrum.com and look up all the information. They'll tell you all about it. And yeah. So the owners in Richland, so it's called Richland Estates or whatever, they grow the sugar cane there in Georgia. Mm. Uh, I believe they have 1,700 acres, and they move. Wow. They transition like 300 acres, and 300. they just move them around. Um, they make enough from that sugar cane. I mean, they, they make, I don't know, I can't even, maybe it's 100 barrels or something like that, and the 100 barrels turn into, I don't, I don't even know how many bottles. Right. Uh, it was on a how large long, amount. Yeah, I was going to say, dependent on how long it uh, it ages, so how much... We've talked about the angel share before when you know part of it evaporates while it's aging. If they mm-hmm. don't age a lot, they don't lose a lot. Mm. And um, if you don't lose a lot, I mean... That's a lot that's of a profit. Fi- fi- those drums are, what, 50-some 50, 50 mm-hmm. gallons? Yeah. So, you know, that's... That there is 750 milliliters. It's not even a liter. So you're you're talking a substantial amount of uh, bottles. You know, yeah. A yeah. So bottles most of their there. stuff is done in Richland. Uh, so the Brunswick one's just getting going. So they have maybe 50 barrels that they're doing in there. Okay. So I don't, I don't know how many they do in Richland, but uh, that Brunswick one is where they're starting to grow. And they're in the stores. You could buy this in the stores. They are. I believe they have it at Total Wine around okay. here. Yeah. Um, it, it's mainly around Atlanta, Brunswick, Richland at, mm-hmm. at their locations. Uh, I don't know how much they've branched out yet, yeah. but uh, do you remember yeah. how long they've been in business? Gosh, was this Henry ninety nine? Oh, yeah. So I'm looking wow. quick. Um, so they're fifty three gallon barrels. I couldn't remember if yeah. they're fifty or fifty five, but they're fifty three gallon barrels. Depending on how much evaporates, how long you age them, anywhere from two hundred and forty to three hundred bottles. Per barrel, so I mean, wow. that's, they're putting that's a for lot of a small, that's a lot. small distillery. That's a lot. That's a lot of rum. That's great. And when you drink rum, sooner or later you become a pirate. Duh. Art. <laughs> so you know, that's I very patch, cool. Peg leg. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. Yeah. The part I like about this too is that it's made in Georgia. Yeah. It's a, I would consider it a small business in mm-hmm. Richland and Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we can support them. I know they're not right here in Atlanta, but uh, that, like I said, the distillery down there in Brunswick was a fantastic, if you're ever around that area, St. Simon's area, I would head over to Brunswick, do the tour. Um, very, very fascinating watching them make it and learning about it. That's fun. We got to do that. We should take our podcast on the road. We can do that. Yeah. Let's do I it. I mean, um, got to spend some time with uh, Clint Dugan this weekend from Short Barrel Bourbon. And they're building a new distillery in uh, Norcross area. Oh, he's, cool. Yeah, he's like, come on up. Yeah, we'll go it. over there and set up. He's offered to let us do a tasting just so we can do an in-person yeah. event. And he's willing to come on the, the podcast, too. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, I'm sure that anybody we reach out to that's a, a local yeah. distiller would do the same for us. Yeah. Um, that would be cool, something different. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. Great. So the guy that in, is in Brunswick, I guess he runs it, and he's the distiller down there. Mm-hmm. He is from Atlanta, or some, at some point was in Atlanta. Was working at uh, some of the high end or high end restaurants as a wine guy for him, and so he's Somalia. really into this. And, yep, very cool. I was going to try and pronounce it, but I was going to butcher it. Somalia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we got some of that yummy stuff, so I was going to say the community part there, like the small business and keeping mm-hmm. it local. You can keep your mortgages local there with we Capital go. City Home Loans. Beautiful, beautiful segue. Right here on the square in Marietta. Love yeah. it. Um, so what, so what kind of question did you have about the mortgage? Just what's, what's the state of the mortgage business right now? I mean, what's, uh, what are you seeing? Wow. Uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty due to the fed. 
um, and the inflation. Oh, so they're trying to control inflation. Mm. So that's driven rates up like crazy this year. Um, and then with the whole banking stuff that was going on with that SVB bank and Signature mm. Bank and all mm-hmm. that stuff, that the rates just it was up one day, down one day, up one day, down one. I mean, it's just a roller coaster. So I think. Um, if there's no other banking crises or something like that, we're going to kind of stay where we are right now, which is going to be, uh, you know, right now I think we were in the low sixes or something like that is what I was looking That's at today. That's horrible. <laughs> I, unfortunately, people don't realize that this is normal. This is actually we are historically still low. Yeah, yeah, we're still below. I think the average is, what, seven and a half or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in my house 23 years, and you and I talked about this. To get under 8% 23 years ago, I did a five-year arm and then just kept refinancing until I got down in the threes. But my parents bought, built a house in the late 80s, and they were 13% and were happy about it. Mm. Jimmy, Carter, Jimmy Carter era, um, like 17, 17%. Wow. Is that the highest it's ever been around there? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, but back in the day, people didn't borrow money to buy a house. And your and the yeah. houses were a lot less expensive. Correct. Well, yeah, but they made a lot less money, too. True. <laughs> okay, true that. Everything was less. Everything yeah. was, right? Um, but people were putting more money down for the houses or paying more yeah. cash, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Was, they stayed with their parents longer, saved up yeah. more. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nah, I well. Love my parents, but yeah, I moved pretty quick. Yeah. Um. So what kind of creative things can can people do to, to get those interest rates down? Uh, I mean, so we have the two-to-one buy-down. Um, What's um, that? So, you, so if your rate was 7%, the par rate was 7%, you can pay for the first year to be at 5%, the second year to be at 6%, and then you go back to the 7% on year three. That There's some pluses and minuses to it. It may not be great for every situation. I know it's really popular right now. Uh, because people will they'll pay a good amount, or the seller will pay concessions for that. Um, my personal opinion is that might be wasted money. You could just do a permanent buy down hmm. uh, for a little bit less money. That would benefit you. There's also other options. I mean, we've had arms that have been going crazy. Um, you know, there's there's other products that people can use as well. Um, so, for people that aren't familiar with what an arm is, what is an arm? An adjustable rate mortgage. So right now, uh, most of the arms are going to be like a five, six, or seven, six, or ten, six. So five, five years, and then once that five years hits, it can adjust every six months. And it's mm. usually based on the standard overnight financing rate, the SOFA mm. rate. Uh, seven years is going to be seven, six. Also, it's going to be seven years, and then it can adjust every six months after that. Mm. Same thing with the ten. Gotcha. So you're going to get a lower rate out of the gate with that, um, which is great if you're going to be in the house short term. There's mm. generally an upfront cost to it. Which is less than the two to one buy down, um, so that that's one option. Other than that, I mean, just paying points down to, to get a permanent rate buy down. So if you were at seven and you want to pay down to six and a half, do that. Uh, I would say look at every single person that's buying a house. Every situation is different. So if yeah. you're going to be in the house long term, that might be a great opportunity for you to buy down. But with the rates where they are, they might drop. You don't want to have wasted your money up front right. to, to then refinance, right? And then you lose that money. Mm. So, what do you consider long term? Uh, anything over like five or seven years would be long term for me. Hmm. Most people don't hold their mortgage for more than seven years. Yeah, they refinance, oh. they move. Oh, they, you know. Oh, it's, I've got friends that I've got some friends in particular I think of that 
were living in the house across the street from us when we moved. And they had actually been living in our old neighborhood a few doors down, and we didn't know where they moved to and moved in across the street from them Stop again, it. seriously. <laughs> and I was sitting with him, and I think, I think since, the, since we moved in there 23 years ago, we've been in our house 23 years, and uh, I think he's moved like nine or ten times. Oh. And I dread the thought of moving. Oh, God, I know. So that's nine or ten mortgages. Yeah. In that time frame. That's a Jeez. lot of closing costs. That is. Crazy. That is a lot of closing costs. That's a lot of times Brian's making money. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so down payment wise, what, what, are, what are you recommending now that people prepare to pay down? Uh, I mean, so we can do, it's not so much what I recommend is what they can afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously have down payment assistance programs for... Uh, first-time home buyers and that kind of stuff. So we've got cool. Georgia Dream. We have another one called the FHLB, which is a great product. Uh, the income limits are a little, little lower than the Georgia Dream, mm. but that acts as a grant that goes away after five years, goes away cool. 20% a year for mm-hmm. five years. Uh, the Georgia Dream, you do have to pay back when you sell your house okay. or you, you refinance. So it's a little bit different. Um, so that's the that's the down payment option. So on a conventional mortgage, you can do 3% down. Uh, as a first-time home buyer, that's called the Home Ready or Home Possible program. And then we also have the FHA programs, which actually had some improvements here in the last month or so. Uh, that's 3.5% down. So on the FHA, they actually lowered the mortgage insurance premium. Hmm. Uh, so it makes it actually a better option, I think, for, for somebody that's got maybe a lower credit score, lower income, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they have a higher debt-to-income ratio that we can use on that as well. Cool. Um, outside of that, a standard conventional mortgage is going to be 5% down. Um, you're going to have mortgage insurance up to about 20%. After that, there's no mortgage insurance. So, You know, a lot of people, especially around Marietta, come out of like chiropractic school with big student loan debt. So what? what how do you help them? Ooh, student debt is a fun one. Um, <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, chiropractors don't fit under like the doctor loans. Oh, oh, there's such thing as that? Because they usually go with MDs oh. and stick with that. They don't like the chiropractor for some reason. But um, usually, uh, if they're not making any payments, it's usually 1% or half a percent, just depends on the program, of the of the loan amount. So if they got $100,000 in debt. two hundred fifty. dollars Okay, two fifty. That's what they're coming out with. I so, talked to somebody this weekend that close was to 400 grand. Yeah. So if they're doing undergrad and chiropractic, they're coming out with that So much. if it's $400,000 of student loan debt that yeah. we show on there, yeah. we have to count $4,000 a month against them. Wow. wow. And they're not making that no. when they come out. So, so that's tough. Yeah. But that, I mean, think about it. If you bought a $400,000 house right now and for a 30-year loan, what would your payment be? It'd be pushing three grand, wouldn't it? Yeah, so you got to be making a lot of money would to qualify be? with both Dang. of those payments. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't that's know. How, I, honestly, okay, what if I don't they know how are, are making the bare minimum on their student loan payment? So we, that, I'll have to look into that one, but I, uh, I believe uh, they use the higher of the two. So if it, uh, if the one percent's higher, we use the one percent. Uh, other than what's reported, if uh, there's there's some stipulations inside yeah. there that, that go with that. So each one's different. So because some could be paying like a hundred fifty a month just right. doing think, the bare minimum, so right, they well, won't count that. Yeah, okay. I think the lesson here is. Uh, <laughs> Go to community college, get your Serious. undergrad, and then and then go and spend your money. But yeah. typically, like with the doctor loans, so they'll use those for dentists and doctors yeah. and that kind of stuff. Uh, they don't. They they'll do the loan at a hundred percent. Yeah, and they won't count the student debt against them. Yeah, it wow. makes sense. Well, 
I mean, if we want to get it, it's because chiropractors, they can't bill the same amount Correct. towards insurance Correct. and the income's usually not very high. When and you're usually on those off. doctor loans, they want the business yeah. checking. So that comes in and start having money on both sides. So right. It benefits yeah. the bank that way. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So wow. in addition to all of those, we also have the 100% down option or 100% financing options for VA. 100% down. down. Yeah. Otherwise, no. You can do yes. that in cash yes. for your house. That's uh, the best way. So VA is 100%. USDA is 100%. Good. Um, there are, with the VA, there is a funding fee. Unless you're a disabled veteran, then you don't have a funding fee. Um, mm. And it depends on how many times you've used it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what your status is, that kind of stuff. But uh, those are good options for 100%. Good, good. So you're saying I have to go find... A military husband to be able to buy a home. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Taking applications. That's up to you, Melissa. <laughs> when we bought our first house, um, we had it built. <laughs> and we we were you know, we're in Paulding County. And for some reason or other, our lot and maybe three others in the whole subdivision fell into an area that was considered, was it FMHA, the farm? Okay. And we got a farm loan. Whoa. On building our little house. And it was just one of those weird things that it fell in an area wow. that qualified for it. And it was 0% down. And I mean, I'm sure you guys are creative. You'll, you'll find ways. Well, if somebody's USDA. got good credit. So it's probably USDA because they yeah. typically hit your rural areas. Um, but I mean, you can look it up by the address and we'll find out. It seems like there's always new program. When I was little, I was 12 and my mom bought her very first home. We came from a section eight housing and welfare and she bought her first home for 97,000 in San Diego. And she got approved for a, a special program where if we stayed there for at least 12 years, I think it was that they wrote something like 20,000 off the loan. Wow. This was back in the early so, 90s. Brian, she grew up in the hood. Did, I you, did. did you know this? Did you know I, I, this? I knew a little bit about it. Yeah, so yeah. Th- her nickname in the hood was, go ahead. White girl Melissa. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> because she was one of the only white kids. I was the only white kid besides my brother <laughs> and white boy David down the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, but that's probably why my mom got approved for the, like, you know, it was, there was crack house across the street, there were gangs. All the oh, gangs wow. hated each other, but they watched out for white girl Melissa, so I was good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, she got some, and she still owns the home, which is so okay. cool. It's paid off. And um, I I know Zillow's not always right, but the Zillow estimate was $660,000. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool. So. So Ferguson wasn't too far off of that. Right. Yeah. I think it was 50-50 yeah. in the population. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why moving to East Cobb was a little bit different. That's very different, I know. Yes. That's why I never go to East Cobb. culture shock. I don't fit in there. (laughs) Especially back in 1986, (laughs) it was a little different. Right. I think it's East Cobb, too. I think it's Georgia's, um, it's got the highest amount of uh, Jewish population. Oh, in East Cobb? And I don't know if that's the case anymore, but there's a lot of synagogues there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's an interesting area. But But uh, Cobb County's changing and changing quick. Yes, well, that's where I was kind of saying, like, are there new programs all the time that come out for people, or is that just every once in a while? Uh, it's pretty, I mean, I think the ones we've had have been around for a long time. Okay. Um, we do have, I forgot to mention this one, we have 100% financing on a community loan now. Okay. Uh, depends on the median income. So there's a few areas in Cobb that will fit in. Um it's kind of, you'll have to look at a map just to see. We have to look it up by specifically by the address, but it's got the median income has to be below a certain threshold for us mm. to, to do it, but we can do 100%. Wow. And there's income limitations, all that kind of stuff okay. on it. But um, those are typically, 
obviously the more low income areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we, we do offer that at our bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I think normally when we have a guest, we're not going to get this deep into, you know, it's almost like advertising your business, but I think in this, market right now yeah. i think people are interested in this and to know those options and that and uh i see i see somebody over here in the corner who's a real estate broker <laughs> nodding her head <laughs> and um yeah so I, I think it's important i think it's important to know that stuff so well I'll, i'm gonna add on to that a little bit uh-oh. uh when you talk to the mortgage lender any mortgage lender doesn't have to be me um and i would always recommend you talk to two because mm-hmm. i can beat them um nice. <laughs> uh I, I think you need to get some competition. Just don't believe what one person's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that person needs to know all of what's going on and needs to give you all of your options. Yeah. They shouldn't just say, hey, you should go FHA. Yeah. Or if they're going to say you need to go FHA, this is why you need to go FHA. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, when I'm talking to a client, I will say, hey, we're going to look at both of these options, especially if I've just talked to them and they may fit under like the, the home ready or the FHA. Yeah. I'm say, we'll look at both of these and see which one is a better fit for you. That's great. Because there's differences with the appraisals. Yeah. And the brokers are, or the agents are going to say, can we get this conventional or can we do FHA or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so those are important conversations to have. My, I look at it as my job is to find that client the best rate I can on mm-hmm. that day at the cheapest cost and the best program for them. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone does that for you. That's correct. So you've been Unfortunately. doing you've been doing this a while. Yep. You're really good at what you do. I mean, it's, we've said that before. We we refer you I quite often. That. But how did you build your business? A hundred percent referrals. Well, so how did you get the referrals? I mean, it's not it's all coming from past business. I mean, so uh, <laughs> you were one of the first groups I was in. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, gosh, what, I don't even remember. Master what, Networks was, was it Master Networks or was BNI before that? No, I never was BNI. So I was in a BNI, <laughs> and then we transitioned to your Master Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were actually meeting at my church over there. Yeah. Um, Ooh, no lightning. We no. were. I think you had Melissa in a church. I know. I know. Well, I it wasn't actually in the. It didn't burn I wouldn't down. say it was in the church. It was in our like. It was like in shoot the building. Was yeah, probably the where like the youth meet or something. Yeah. Are you allowed to swear in that building? I don't think I was very professional back then. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> No, so we met there, we, um, we and did. so that you know, meeting those people and, yeah. and doing events like where I'm meeting you guys and stuff. And I'm not. Some people will really, really push to get a, a referral or hey, I need this business or something like that. I would much rather get to know people, and mm-hmm. if you trust me, then you'll send me the business that yep. way. Yeah, um, I'm not going to push you to say hey, you need to send me somebody. Yeah, I will always appreciate it when somebody sends me something, but um, yeah, I'm not pushing for it. Yeah, so. yeah. And good networking groups are like yeah. that. The people come with the same mindset. It just creates referrals. Yeah. So like or even our... not networking groups. Yeah. Or not yeah. networking. Yeah, yeah, they turn into really what we have now, which is the mastermind and board of directors, like you like to call it. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes a difference. And then it just naturally creates referrals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, it's funny because some people in my industry, they, they well, a lot of people... Uh, focus really heavily on volume. They just want more loans, more loans, mm-hmm. more loans, and they'll push anybody through and they'll say, you know, I'll, I'll give a perfect example. Is I had somebody calling the other day <clears throat> they were asking about wanting to do a cash out refinance on their property. And they were only going to stay in the property for a year or two. They just wanted to get it and fix it up. And I know that with our bank, they can do a home equity line of credit and there's no closing costs on it up front. So... I was like, it's cheaper, it's interest only, 
that's the route you need to go as opposed to paying four thousand dollars in closing costs mm. with our side and you know pulling your cash out and all that kind of you're going to get less cash out with me than you would with the bank so you push so, business away so from yourself. to me the right thing is to say you need to do the heloc with the yeah. bank yeah and then when you buy in two years let's talk you better come back yeah yep. so did they end up doing that yeah that's really good on you so i've done that a lot maybe too much right <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I don't know, I'm, if you do right by people, I think it comes back to it you. Does. That home it equity does. line is kicking my ass right now. Um, I think with this last bump, I'm going to be at eight hmm. percent. Yeah, that's probably right. And it should be prime plus two. As, yeah, so. it started at three, I think. And mm, so shit. yeah, it's five yeah. percent difference. difference. Uh, it's it hurts. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a lot on it. I just need to pay it off. I mean, I just yeah. like, every time it goes up, I'm like, Jesus, I yeah, just pay need to strip a check yeah. and be done with it. But, yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah. What else, man? I mean, we've talked about you. We talked about your business. We've talked about this delicious rum. Mm-hmm. Arr. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> got a pirate in our midst. Um, got any exciting trips planned? Uh, just to the beach? Nowhere fun? Uh, we're going to, so my, if you want to call them first in-laws, uh, another little interesting fact on that is my first wife was named Kelly. Mm-hmm. My wife now is named Kelly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spelled the same, everything. Wow. Crazy. Well, no, that is. Yeah. No, some, no what if they had the same middle so name? Else. That'd be crazy. They do not have the same middle okay. name, thankfully. <laughs> so they're different. Totally different people, totally different personalities. It's awesome. That's um, cool. Now we're going down to Dolphin Island. They've got a house down there. My first in-laws have a house down there, so they're yeah, letting us use that. in-laws with Me beach too. House. Dang yeah. it. I'm taking applications. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my We had this discussion the other night. Um, my first time I ever heard my wife's name I was teaching lifeguard classes in Powder Springs Georgia and she and her brother were signed up for the classes and I get a call from her mom saying hey you know Brandy and Ryan aren't going to be able to come to the lifeguard classes because they're going to be in Hawaii and I remember turning around looking at my friend and said man it must be nice to be rich and uh and then when I Years later, I figured out, I remembered it was her that wow. was not in the class. And then I'm like, wait, where's the money? Uh, <laughs> Turns out her stepdad worked for Delta and they flew for free. Oh, Dang. Hey. I mean, that's a good that's perk, That's pretty too. good. Yeah, that's a great perk. Yeah, well, that perk's yeah. long gone. So. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> no, I think we're going to, we've got, I think we're going to go to Washington, D.C., somewhere to look at colleges and that kind of stuff for our junior. Mm. Um, her mom had gone to University of Rhode Island, so that's one of her top picks. So we're going to go visit there and that's cool. Look at some other ones around Washington D.C. and visit some we, friends. We use that time as an excuse to go to Europe. Uh, my <laughs> oldest daughter was Smart. looking at grad schools. Yeah, she's like, oh, "There's Salford University outside of Manchester, England." I'm said, oh, yeah, "Let's go look at it. We should go take a tour." And while we're at it, let's go up and look at Edinburgh University in Scotland. There and we go. My niece is at St. Andrews. Oh, nice. Yes, very cool. Just yeah. north of Edinburgh. Yeah. Smart. Then while we're up there, let's go check out the Open Distillery. (laughs) (laughs) It's very educational. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. We we learned a lot. Go over there and play some golf. 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 Nah, I'm not hauling clubs. I will play St. Andrews once. I'll do it. Rented clubs. I don't think it'll matter what clubs you have there. (laughs) I was fortunate to get to go in 2000 with a buddy of mine. We just drove around and played golf in Scotland and... That's that cool. was awesome. Nah, awesome. I, I think I want to play one, one day. One round is all I want to play, and then I want to head to the Highlands. And we didn't get to spend much time at all. So even if you don't play Saint Andrews, you need to play Royal Dornock. I just want way to play up Andrews. north. No, that Royal Dornock is awesome. 
Well, I'm sure, but I want to play where <laughs> I want to play the original golf course. Yeah, and I'm uh, with you on that. I'll, I'll play there too. But I want to go. I want to go do the the Highland Castles. You ever want to learn how much the English are assholes? I kind of know. Read already. the history of Scotland. <laughs> I bet. We're your king now. No, you're not. Yes, we are. No, you're not. Show up in the middle of the night, kill 40 family members. We're your king now. Yes, you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jerks. Oh, jerks. What assholes. Oh, well, this just took a turn, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. What it was it? The, uh, the massacre them. at Glencoe. Oh, my gosh. It's very interesting. I did. The whole time we were over there, every night I'd come home. Come back to the apartment and I get on the uh, iPad and start reading about stuff I saw that day. And I'm, every time I'm like, God, these guys are. Yeah, <laughs> it's no wonder people hate the royal family. <laughs> True. Yeah. Now they, they have different nothing, reasons. Yeah, to hate now them. it's Megan Merkel. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But back then it was, hey, you killed like three generations of my family and mm. took all my money. <laughs> yeah, well, slaughtered I, my cows. Sheesh. Yeah. Mm. Lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Beautiful country. Mm. Oh, gosh. I know. Mm. Well, look, I won't drag this out if you, if we don't have anything else to talk about. But uh, I, I th- I'm happy to talk. I, I'm happy to listen. And, you know, like I said, I, I want to keep our, our listeners and watchers interested. Well, I mm. tried. To, like I said, I tried <laughs> to get Kelly to, to send send some interesting facts about you, but she insisted you weren't interested <laughs> and didn't send anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know you very much on a professional level, but um, don't know other than the golf thing. I don't so know I will tell you a funny story. The One of the first times we met, I guess it was our second date, Oh, she thought he was talking about us. No, yeah. No. Yeah. no, my wife. Yeah. My, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. First and times I met my wife. To be clear, Brian and I never dated. Right. No, we right. did not. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee that. Uh, she, so we're at dinner and she says, I got something to tell you. She says, I have narcolepsy. Oh. And so I was like, oh, is that the one where you steal stuff? <laughs> no, She's Brian. Like, no, that's the that's, one where she falls asleep. That's the one where I fall asleep. <laughs> What's it called when you still stop? Kleptomania. Klepto. Yes. <laughs> so, so while, yes, that's I was awesome. a little confused, awesome. uh, I did play that off pretty well, I thought. I was like, yeah. oh, I was trying to make a joke. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, does she, like, did she fall asleep during the date? No, no, no. She So she'll be tired and you can see it in her face, oh. um, but she takes medicine yeah. that doesn't keep her awake. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, she. you can tell when she's tired. Yeah. Yeah. So. But she's been using it for the last five or six years. Maybe. To, to her advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honey, honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's sleeping. <laughs> I'd use it. Don't give her any ideas. <laughs> I totally use it. <laughs> They're talking That's to me. so wrong. <laughs> well, interesting story about her. She actually ran track at Purdue. Oh. Her freshman year. She's a boilermaker. Mm-hmm. Oh. She is a boilermaker. That's a good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Big Ten, where it just means more. I think she even has a Big Ten ring, because they won something when she was there. Wow, something. that's mm-hmm. cool. On the track. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's a big yeah, cross-country no, runner. It wasn't going to be in the football <laughs> stadium. Not <laughs> football. <laughs> Although, no, when she was there, they went to uh, the Rose Bowl, which they lost, but they had Drew Brees there. So. Oh, yeah. He, mm. Who was that? Drew, Drew Brees. You remember who he what is? Position he, he, went play? To char- he, char- he played the Chargers, didn't he? He played for the Chargers. He was at char- uh, the Chargers. And then he asked to be traded. He did? When they moved to LA, 
He didn't want to be there. Probably because they moved to stupid L.A. That's why he went he to did, New Orleans. I was going to say, he did a few things in New Orleans. He was, he he was on the leave, Chargers for a while. Yeah, he wanted to leave the Chargers for some reason. I don't was know Was it why. his mom or something? I don't, no, it's because they moved to L.A. <laughs> I'm insisting. That's why. I, he, I don't no, know. He was, he, he was gone before that. was before that. That was a pretty stupid Well, he's got a hand though. in uh, yeah. the sports bar they're putting out in West Cobb. Oh, really? The It's uh, called Walk-Ons. Is that so it's two it's walk K, two it's guys a, from LSU that were walk ons. Yeah, doing a there, I've been to a walk ons. Yeah, it's in all like Louisiana. Cajun fried food. I, I think he is menu. like one of the investors in it or yeah, something. Yeah, so. no, they're popping up everywhere, and it's yeah. actually pretty good food. And it's just it's pretty cool. It's going to be in the bar. avenues. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, where the old um, uh, what was the not macaroni all, grill? Yeah, macaroni grill. Yeah, yeah. I went to the walk ons in New Orleans. When not New Orleans, other another part of Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Yes, Baton Rouge. That's where LSU is. Yeah. That's where I God, went, yeah. We've had a guy from Marietta that disappeared down in Baton Rouge. <sighs> Some weird shit been going on <laughs> in the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that one guy that was found wrapped up in a carpet? Yeah, and now they're arresting hookers and drug dealers Yeah, and he like overdosed. Else. Hell they, of a business what? trip. You haven't wow. seen this story? It's some dude, yeah, and he was found wrapped up in a carpet, and they thought it was homicide at first, but it was like an overdose, and the drug dealer discarded of the body. Like, Yeah, now they're arresting wow. prostitutes and, yeah. and everything. It's like crazy. It's I feel horrible crazy. for his family. Yeah. He's like married and had kids. And yeah. The last wow. time his wife saw him, and she, he had like FaceTime from an LSU basketball game. Honey, yeah. Honey, I'm going to go out with totally some clients and get a Totally normal looking dude. And... Yeah. He was like totally normal looking. Yeah. He, it was probably fentanyl in there or something. Could have been. Seriously. That stuff's a scourge. It's horrible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The Baton Rouge. Lovely place. See, we went dark again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really dark. <laughs> like this just takes a dirt road sometimes. Like it it, It's okay. Always. <laughs> It, uh, it's from listening to too many of the true crime podcasts. That's the problem. Mm. Once you've heard Small Town Murders, which mm. if you're looking for an interesting podcast outside of this one, not quite as interesting as this of one, I'm sure, not. but of course not. Small Town Murders is way up there. It's two mm. comedians that every episode they do like a deep dive into this really like out there. You know, you hate to laugh, but I mean, some of these people are just ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's, yeah, you, you'll scratch your head and go, what the? So <laughs> Very good podcast. So they do. They hit the road. They do them. Do live shows and stuff Fun. all the time. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, well, cool. Well, look. I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for having me on. Oh no! Yeah. Thanks for coming. It yeah. was, you know, was kind of last minute. Fun. We've been wanting to do this. Uh, talk to you before about it, but uh, hey, before we finish up, want want to let everybody know that if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, or maybe even uh, know somebody that might be good on the on the podcast, you can reach out to us at whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, also, again, um, follow us on spotify mm-hmm, uh, try to mm-hmm. listen to at least one episode on spotify please. please we're on other platforms we're on apple and google and amazon we've have a youtube channel all those are great but initially we really need your help with spotify because that is where we're going to draw our advertising dollars and help to pay for all this and um so yeah whiskey after work podcast at gmail.com and uh, let me know if you follow us because we only need eight more followers and then we're going to give away a bottle and then We'll probably move it to 100, and when 100 goes, we'll probably give away another bottle of something. Yeah. Who knows? We might give you a bottle of Richland rum. Yeah, that's good. Unless that shit's expensive, and then... <laughs> yeah, then, then no. <laughs> then you'll get Jim Beam and like it. <laughs> 
Oh Lord, this and is fun. It is. This is that's a lot of fun, and uh, I am sure that you will be on here again. Yeah, yeah. happy to come on whenever. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All righty. With that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode. See ya.